Mark your calendars and join all your ACB friends June 17th for the ACB Summer Auction. It's going to be a fun night of friends and fundraising for ACB. Some of our ACB leaders will be auctioning off items such as crafts, collectibles, jewelry, vacations, and food. It all gets underway at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom and ACB Media. But you can get a head start on all the fun with the Appetizer Auction, June 15th and 16th. To find out more, get in touch with Leslie Spoon by emailing Leslie Spoon at CFL.RR.com. That's Leslie Spoon at CFL.RR.com. Get ready to get bidding at the ACB Summer Auction, Saturday, June 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom and ACB Media. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to be here for what is uh, the final open committee meeting of the Con and Bylaws Committee meeting. It's my pleasure to uh, come to you with the uh, final um, ACB Open uh, Con and Bylaws Committee meeting. Uh, as I think people are aware, there was a draft committee report put out about a week ago or two weeks ago, really, uh, which contained five proposals. We considered three of them at uh, last Thursday's meeting. There are two that are quote unquote, in play for the discussion tonight, uh, I will apprise that 2305, I can guarantee you that that, that is essentially going to be withdrawn. It probably needs further vetting. And uh, I, I think it was suggested to me that I not even invite discussion on that tonight. But I think, I think it's worth hearing at least some preliminary uh, thoughts. Uh, this year's exercise has pretty much demonstrated very concretely that the work of the Condom Bylaws Committee is not a half year's uh, worth of work. It's either full year or nothing less than, than nine months. And I think that the way that the committee deliberates and the extent to which it um, vets these uh, proposed amendments uh, will be radically different than, than what you saw this year and hopefully will result in uh, a more deliberative, more informed uh, setting so, so that the vetting can be, can be a little bit more worthwhile. Uh, we did not seem to have these challenges last year. Uh, we went with open meetings in May and even into maybe early June and things were fine this year. Uh, not so much, but in fairness, the nature of the ch of the amendments that were proposed this year uh, are a little controversial. I think the committee uh, recognized that. Um, again, I would say that if there was any overarching philosophy or guiding star that, that was involved when we considered these constitutional amendments, when we drafted them, when we debated them in, at the committee level, and even the remote voting task force, okay? Uh, it's the need, there is a need, an inescapable need to streamline the convention to some extent. We heard very, very clearly last year that people are not on board with a two and a half week, or three week long convention. Simply put, that's untenable. So whether we uh, 
overcorrected, whether we missed the boat, I, um, I have no apologies to offer for having considered or, or having brought up amendments in, at the committee level that are unabashedly aimed at streamlining, streamlining our processes while not representing any diminution of our democratic ethos, which is the, at the core of who and what the American Council of the Blind is and what it stands for. So in a nutshell, we, what's up for discussion today is 2304. That would be an amendment to bylaw 6D, which would do a few things. It would require the president, as is the case with the resolutions committee, it would require the constitution and bylaws be appointed within 60 days of the close of the convention. Um, that's sort of been the practice anyway. And if you've heard what I just said, that that kind of bylaws really needs to work nine, 10 months out of a 12 month, month year, uh, I, I think doing that is a no brainer. Uh, what may raise some eyebrows and some hackles is that given the complexity and, and given the need to vet these, uh, any proposed amendments, we're going to ask that they be submitted within 60 days of the uh, opening of the convention, rather like resolutions. Here again, uh, we're not dealing with uh, a situation where something can come over the transom uh, the second day of the convention and the Constitution and Bylaws Committee can get together, talk about it, vote up and down on it, and then get it out to the convention. We're, we're trying to get a lot of this stuff done before the convention, not so that it's set in stone, but so that the parameters of the of the debate are well are well defined. So I think that bylaw 6D is really going to conform our practices to what they need to be and, and what to a certain extent they already are. Uh, uh, we, 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 you know, we don't have the 60 pre-submission uh, requirement in place, but no one in the past two years has come to the Condom Bylaws Committee with any proposed amendments. They have all been generated from discussions within the voting task force and within the, within the committee itself. Um, and uh, I don't know if I can say anything more about uh, 2304. 2305, I'm not gonna go on at length about it because as I've just stated, it's, it's not gonna come before you at this convention, but it was motivated by a need to streamline our convention procedures. The idea was to have directors elected on a single ballot rather than four, five, six uh, possible elections. Okay, uh, you can have a situation where somebody gets in by acclamation. Uh, but if it's a contested election, then it goes to a record vote and that can really chew up some time. Now I know time, you know, the, the democracy is messy and sometimes you have to invest the time, but we are running up against a time a crunch with the running of these conventions. So the hope was, and this would only be for directors, let me emphasize to the sky that this is not the, uh, the camel's nose under the tent. It is felt strongly by the committee that with officers having defined duties, it would not be appropriate to adopt the model of 23-05 for officers. But directors and the elected members of the board of publications are 
if you will, fungible. Presumably they are elected because they're perceived to have skills uh, and abilities, God willing, and, and I believe that's the case, but there are no duties specific to any one directorship position. So the idea was to elect directors on a single ballot. Uh, and while the word plurality was used, I don't necessarily think that it would amount to a plurality vote, but I can't say mathematically that wouldn't happen when you cost in how we would have to take account of the uh, of the affiliate votes. Uh, in deference to the fact that it's really not going to come before the, the committee this year, I don't know that I want to spend a lot of time discussing the specifics of 2305, but I am open to hearing one's thoughts about the concept of single ballot elections for directors. Um, do, do any other members of the Constitution and Bylaw Committee wish to make comments before we take comments? Yeah, my, my yeah, question you're on, would be... You're on. Yeah, here. Uh, my question would be is, if you have a whole, whole, whole group being on one ballot or one vote, how do you pick which ones you're voting for if you're voting as an individual? Well, it would be uh, as is done in many other organizations. Let's let's say there are seven. Let's say there are seven people running. Okay, all seven names would be on the ballot, and the ballot would say vote for no more than five. If it's a single ballot, the ballot would contain the names of all those seeking the position, you know, who meet the qualifications, and you. Uh, for as far as the single vote goes. Uh, Vote so for there no are nominations from the floor, then, is what you're saying. No, there could be. Because oh. the ballot, this is an electronic ballot that's actually, the way we do it, remember now, Richard, is that, is that um, when we have the election, we take nominations from the floor, and then we do the speeches, and then you vote in a few hours. So for example, the way it will be this year, let's just use this year, Saturday night at the convention, we will begin the election process. So it's officers this year. And as John has said, officers would, would not be impacted by this bylaw, but, but let's pretend it's board members. So, uh, so we're getting ready for the board positions. So we would, uh, the uh, nominating chair, would tell you who the slate of, of nominees is, just like they always have done. And then instead of taking nominations from the floor for the first position, you would take nominations from the floor for the board. So let's say two more people are nominated from the floor in addition to the five candidates that the nominating committee put forward. So now you have seven per John's mm -hmm. example. And so then we do the speeches, but then we have to stop now because since we're using vote now, it takes vote now um, at least an hour, if I remember correctly from when we did the original elections with them, uh, it takes them a little while to prepare the ballot. So the ballot is actually going to be voted by you um, later. If it's during the week, it'll be later in that same day. And if it's um, the one on Saturday, it'll be voted by you Sunday, 
Sunday afternoon. So you'll you'll go to your computer or your phone or whatever, and you'll vote for five of the seven. That's how you would do it. And then on the roll call vote, which would be the, you know, that next session, <clears throat> your affiliates would all vote their affiliate vote, which unfortunately is a little more complicated process, but your affiliates would do their affiliate vote. But you would vote for five of seven on the ballot. And as this particular, as John has this right now, you would, um, there, there would still be the, the ability to take nominations from the floor or anything else. The difference is you wouldn't keep having runoff elections and you wouldn't vote individually for every position. Um, because right. if, you, if you remember last time on the call, I mentioned that we've only got like four opportunities to vote, period. So with, if, with for a record vote. <clears throat> so we can't run off. If you had five board positions, we can't have runoffs of two or three of those very effectively. Uh, without having a two and a half week long convention. Yeah, 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 yeah. As it stands right now, as it right. stands right now. Look, we're going to get more data just from the way things are going to be run. This convention, which is a little bit different than we ran them last convention, this, this hybrid model that we're adopting, I can't say enough positive things about it, but it is a work in progress. And anyone who thought that we should have done this 10, 15 years ago, and it would mm -hmm. be so easy and so much of a no-brainer. I've heard people made those comments. Uh, it, that is just false thinking. Doesn't I don't mind grappling with the issue. That's, that's, that's why I'm engaged here. But, but it is by no stretch of the imagination is it a simple matter because certain compromises are going to have to be made. This Maria is H. I'm oh, sorry. Maria? Okay. She's committee member. Well, so. Frank may have been before me, so I'm... Where are you, Frank? Oh, you just go ahead. Okay. okay. Um, when you're saying, uh, say, five uh, board uh, director positions, um, you can vote for no more than five, but you don't have to vote for five. You can vote for three or four. So it's up to five because um, that's part of the D.C. code. You, right, you, right. You don't right, have, yeah. yes. You know, yes. I mean, we're not going to force you to vote for anybody, but you can no. vote for... For more than five. Yeah. More than and this is what GDUI has done all the time, right, Maria? This yeah. is the way mm -hmm. GDI's ballot, yeah. and they use vote now, and for the same reason, you can't, it's hard to have the runoff ballot. Yeah. And you, so Maria, Maria K. Okay. Just, just wanted to point out that ACB Next Generation, as I think, John, you were at the meeting and can attest that the annual meeting um, also does plurality voting. And it really does uh, help. We had a situation like this with directors at our last meeting, and it does help to uh, make it more efficient and, and have it take mm -hmm. less time. But again, like John was saying, it doesn't decrease any level of democratic participation because you know there there are opportunities both ahead and from the floor to nominate and it's just simply a way of of consolidating and streamlining um janine has her hand raised this is Wait, frank, frank Cuda, did wasn't frank cuta in the queue there yes oh yes they like you to go before uh did you say Janine? Who so is yeah, once the nominations have been made, 
is it necessary to wait till after the speeches to pass that information on to vote now? And no, it's it takes longer than the speeches for vote now to be ready. Oh, I understand, but I mean, yes, you, you're still you wouldn't have to wait till after the speeches. Though. No, no, we don't. we don't. We don't. Okay. We we say yeah, but we don't save enough time. Um, oh, no. The the meeting would be over, so they still are going to vote on Saturday. They're going to vote on Sunday because we don't have a session in the morning, and on and we meet Saturday night. And the other mornings, they are going to vote in the afternoon. We are going to vote for our individual vote in the afternoon. But because the elections happen during the meeting, it takes enough time for vote now to to turn that around that we can't make it before the meeting would break up. Um, and people have to be able to vote. So we have to allow people enough time to vote. So it's not whether the voting could start during the meeting, it's whether the voting could finish during the meeting and everybody would be leaving to vote. So we, there's just not any physical way, regardless of what time we get the information to vote. Now we get it to them right away as soon as we have it. But as, but there's nothing in that that would make it easier for us to have one, any more than one uh, uh, record vote per day. Hey, was there a Janine? Who, who is the person on their hand raised? Yeah. yeah, Regina. I'm sorry. Regina. Okay. Ah, Miss Music Lady from California. Sorry, I wasn't ready because I, I was waiting on Janine. <laughs> um, um, so in a scenario like this, is it possible someone could, have, could be elected with only, say, 38% of the vote? Yes. If you didn't have the affiliate vote, then I, then I, I don't see that everyone wouldn't necessarily get in with a majority, but we don't know how the affiliate, let me, let me just. No, John, either way, if you have enough candidates, somebody, it's possible that no one would have a majority vote. Yeah, that's possible. I know how likely that is. Um, I'm, I think it's highly probable. Myself. I think it's extremely probable. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. And I'm, I'm, I only have a concern because that means that roughly a third of the organization approves of that person. And it doesn't seem to me to be as representative. The other thing is, since, if I'm not mistaken, the officers are elected in one year, Yes. Then directors are elected another year. That's correct. It doesn't seem to be very, because you're going to have to run the elections the regular way for officers. So yeah. if this were to be of use to actually streamline, I would think you would have to split up the directors and officers so that it actually did streamline things. Because this way, you'll have one convention that theoretically could be Generally, the officers are not as contested. It's not to say they never are or that one wouldn't be, and we can withstand some. But generally, when we have the board votes, we have the potential to have every one of them be contested. And if they are contested with three people, that takes two sets of votes to, to the way we do it now, that takes two record votes to resolve it, unless one of them gets a clear majority but usually when you have three, they don't. So, for example, that, that, so that's why there is an interest, I think, from the committee to, and from me too, frankly, for this to, to apply to officers, but not necessarily apply to the board. Um, you know, you're right, you could change the whole 
constitution so that so that you could reduce the problem and by electing fewer board members um but that that's a big task as well i don't so, think we want to do that <laughs> well oh, if the, I, you know i don't know i just think that it's disingenuous to say we're not losing some democracy if, if 38 percent of the vote is possible for <laughs> one candidate i don't think that preserves uh, uh-huh. I yeah. just am in favor of majority. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to know that fifty plus one actually approves of that candidate. Well, if yeah, well, if every if every um, if every person actually voted their five votes, it it would seem logical that you probably would have a majority. But I don't know that there's any way to prove that you would. Um, the other way you might do this um, is to is to decide that if the top candidate, every candidate is not going to be able to have a majority because, you know, presume necessarily, mm-hmm. unless somebody just doesn't get any votes. Um, or it gets very few. Yeah, it gets very few. But it, uh, the other thing I suppose you could do is if you, if you wanted to say that there wasn't a certain amount, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard without, it's almost like we almost need to be able to try it once just to see what happens with it because um every person still gets five votes um so you still do you still are going to have two people who potentially you know drop out right but it it, so then it would be different if that meant that then you know there were more runoffs with that whole slate Mm -hmm. so that you did get people Mm who actually had a majority, but if you're, it's going to be a one and done, that doesn't seem. Well, you know, that's, I wonder if that's a compromise thing so that you would say that only people who did not receive a majority dropped off unless there were only five. If there were, if the, if, if you went past all the people with majority to get to the top five, um, you know, there might be a way to work, to, to work that Mm. it's, I think this is why. How does guide dogs do that, um, Maria? This is why I elected to to broach this to to a certain extent because, like I said, this is not coming before this year. It's it's probably it needs more vetting, but um, these are the kind of things I guess that we are going to have to continue to flush out. The only other thing at the risk, I hope I don't sound defensive here, but plurality voting is not unheard of. And even in these great United States of America, you know, presidents have gotten in with 41, 42%. It happens if, if votes get siphoned off. Um, you just need to be at the top of the heap. Well, uh, one way of thinking about it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, just so you know, John, you have four raised hands whenever you want okay, to. Okay, well, um, I'll leave it to you. I. Normally, as chair, it would be my prerogative to recognize them, but I don't want to be bothered looking at the hand, so you decide which order they come in. <laughs> All right, Amanda, you're first. All right. Um, so I, I understand the individual vote on this, but I'm hearing different things about how the affiliate vote is going to be casted in regards to this. I'm hearing that we multiply numbers and we do this thing and all that. So I would like, John, if, if you or someone from the committee, could, could someone please explain how the affiliate vote would work with plurality? 
All right, I'm gonna, I'll sketch this. Let's say you have 10 votes. Let's say your affiliate has 10 votes. Um, you get 10 affiliate votes. And there are five positions to be filled, okay? So this is a very simple multiplication formula. 10 times five is 50. You get 50 votes. The affiliate would get 50 votes. They, they could not cast any more than 10 for any one candidate of the, uh, on that ballot. Of, of the, there's five positions to be filled. And that's, let's say seven people are running, but there are five to be filled. You can't cast any more than 10 for any one of the candidates, but you can you know, split those 50 votes any way you want among the seven. Yeah, let's just say instead of 50, you had 49. So maybe you could cast seven votes for seven members. I mean, I'm just trying to make, I'm just trying to get you to understand how it would work. It's what complicates the living hell out of this is the, is the presence of the affiliate vote. But obviously the affiliate vote exists. And so we tried to set up a system that would allow for the single ballot election and not disenfranchise or in any way impair the rights of affiliates. So it's the formula discussed, number of positions to be filled times the number of affiliate votes that you're entitled to under bylaw two after you submit your certification. And you, you, you can pretty much mix and match, but you can't go above your affiliate vote allotment for any one candidate, for any one position. I hope that helps. I don't know how to simplify it beyond that. <laughs> Yes, it, it, it. Thanks for explaining that. It, math makes my head hurt as it is, but thank you. Yeah, I no, I appreciate it. Thanks, John. It made our it made our heads hurt too. But you know, we have the affiliate vote. So. All right, you can go ahead, Carla. Okay, well, a couple things. It's just my, um, just an observation from uh, first of all that uh, so um, this obviously that we, uh, admittedly the affiliate vote will make it complicated. So in a couple of years, we'll come along and say, well, this is too hard. So let's get rid of the affiliate vote. Um, just an observation and looking down the road. Um, but I think that, uh, that, that this will make it much more difficult for a new person to get involved for a new person to move up that scale to become a director or to uh, win a position on the BOP. Um, I think it's uh, people complain, oh, the same people are always, you know, on the board of whatever, which really isn't true. You can look back and see how much change there is over the years. But um, I think this would make, uh, I think oh, this would make it difficult for a new person to, to get uh, involved. I I don't think that um, that this is going to make anything simpler, except that we just don't want to spend the time. Um, and, and, you know, and this is kind of what we bought into when we decided we were going to do, um, you know, when we said we were going to do this kind of voting. And, and now we're seeing that there are some problems with it. Um, it we're kind of stuck with some things that are a little inconvenient, I think. And uh, so... So, I, Carla, I, that new person is not going to be for this. 
that person, that new person has to get a majority vote now to win. What is, what do you see is the difference? And I, because, and I'm interested. Sure. Um, because as you go down the vote, basically what you're making it impossible for a person to do is for there to be an election come up. They, they choose who they, where they want to begin in that list of five people. Um, you know, there's five names out there that come out of the nominating committee. People can choose where they want to begin to run if they're going to run from the floor. And uh, this way, they will have to come up at the beginning. They don't have any option of starting on down the line somewhere where they think they might have a better chance. But if they still have that person, they're still running against that person and they have a better chance, they're going to have more votes than that person and they're going to be higher in the top, toward the top five. Uh, I don't think right? so. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I no, think that's going to be. No, because you have one election. You start with position one as it is now. Mm-hmm. You start with position one and maybe that's the person who really everybody knows good and well, they're going to go in. And so you get that person that gets out of the way. And then, um, you know, then somebody else may choose to start at position two. I agree. Yeah. But a person does not have to begin running uh, under the current system until it gets down to say the fourth director. But if they can beat that fourth director, because no, nobody really wants that fourth director anymore. It's the weakest link, right? You're looking for the weakest link. If Mm -hmm. that link is already weak and you're good, you should rise. If people vote for you, they get five votes. They still can vote for you. So they still Mm -hmm. can vote for the new guy. Yes, Um, they can. And but and yeah. they will if if they're not mm. going to vote for that person, other person that's the weak link anyway. So you're telling me that mm-hmm. if you have twelve candidates out there, for you five get to seats, vote for five. Mm-hmm. Well, but are you telling me that people are going to sit through all of those speeches at one time and retain all that information? I guess you maybe have more faith in the. Well, we have not had 12. (laughs) What we usually have is a couple of extra people who are wanting to run. And so, uh, you know, I have not in a very long time seen more than about seven people involved. So I think we can live through seven. You're still talking about 14 seconding speeches on the floor. And then you're talking about that, uh, that, that number six and number seven are, uh, are they're going to, ha- that they may still, those names that um, are ahead of them on the ballot, those five names that come out of the nominating committee, mm-hmm. uh, they're still going to be ahead of them on that ballot. And if it's a new person, it's, they're not going to have as, as good a shot at winning that seat as a person whose name, who gets a little more name recognition. I just think that it is not really, um, I think it's not really fair to the new person. And yes, mm-hmm. I, I can I can point to you um, the uh, nominations for the fifth seat, and you don't have to go very far back to see it, um, uh, where there are four or five nominees for that last seat. Right. So go back and look yeah. at 2017. You'll find it. Okay. 
Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it is a challenge to figure out. And I, and like I suggested to John, I think the way we have to come at this is at the problem, not from the end of the solution. So the problem is, uh, one of the problems that's a piece here for us is that we truly have no way, um, unless the business meeting runs all day long, we have no way to have um, really more than one um, uh, record vote mm -hmm. per day. Mm -hmm. We cannot do it. So there are some other ways we might get at this if this if the if the membership doesn't, you know, next year when the when the committee tries to bring a version of this back, um, there is there are other ways to do this. One of them would be to have all the elections virtually. Um, as we are going to do with with the constitution and bylaws and resolutions um because then you can run as many days as you need to um mm -hmm. you know so oh, that's one yeah. possibility it might be a thought mm -hmm. okay. all right i do want to entertain thank you for your comments yeah. carla and uh, we do want to entertain more you have uh, michael Byington next well thank you uh, the, the first thing that I want to point out is that, uh, yes, I am very avidly for democracy. However, when ACB removed itself from the other organization and was founded in 1961, we went out of our way to make democracy as tedious and convoluted as we possibly could <laughs> we were reacting to uh, a very profound lack of democracy on the other organizations part and this the pendulum swung way back the other way with that in mind the first point i was going to make john already did after i raised my hand and that is in the united states which is a democracy we have had a number of presidents that were elected by a plurality. Uh, certainly nobody, uh, the, the one that I, I think of that was probably the most profoundly so, uh, well, we've had several since, but uh, 1968 with uh, George Wallace, Hubert Humphrey and Richard Nixon, uh, Clinton was elected initially by a plurality. Uh, we would survive as a democratic organization, if somebody happens to get on the board via a plurality, they still got more votes than the others. Democracy does not always call for everybody to get a majority. With that having been said, I want to compliment the committee on not trying to do this all at once. But I think that Carla makes a valid point in saying that eventually we're going to look at how complicated it is and somebody's going to want to eliminate the affiliate vote. <laughs> now, I never thought that I would stand up and speak favorably toward limiting the affiliate vote. But an absolute fact that we have to accept is that the reason the affiliate vote was created was in order to give some representation to the people who were members of ACB but couldn't make it to the convention. Now that we have opened it up with all of this virtual voting where any member who chooses to can vote, the justification to continue the affiliate vote 
is more one of tradition than it is of democracy. And I think Carla's right. I think eventually the affiliate vote will go away. It's probably good that we're not trying to do all of that at once. Oh, God, but no. I'm actually leaning toward believing that perhaps it should. Thank you. Next. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Terry Pacheco is next. Good evening. Um, I have a question, and uh, actually, I have two questions for you, John. Yeah. And the first one is I don't see why, on the affiliate vote, using your example, that there were seven people running for five positions why you're giving the affiliates each seven times their, uh, their number of affiliate votes instead of five. Like no, we're not. We're giving them five. five. No, we're, see, we're giving them five. It's number of positions to be filled, not number of candidates running. Right, but you're saying, for instance, one of your, one of your examples was if you had 49 votes, you could put seven on all seven of them. Let me lay it maybe out this way. Mean to, maybe you, you didn't 50, mean it that way. That's you, get, you get 50, but let's, let's run it. Terry. Yeah, that's my thought. You have a maximum of 50 if you've got 10 votes. Uh-huh. You got a max, you got one affiliate's got 10 votes per bylaw two. Okay. When they started, the, when they submitted their certification, they were between uh, 228 yeah. and 263. Okay, whatever the number. Yeah. 238, 238 and 263. Bang, they get 10 votes. Okay, we, we understand that we agree on right. that. Right, we all agree on that. All right, 10 times five is 50. What about if they wanted to put eight votes for candidate A and seven votes? Well, well let's say that eight. God, I, so I can't even do the math effectively, but let's say they wanted um, to give one candidate eight votes and the remaining candidate, the remaining six would get seven votes. So that's, you know, six times seven plus eight is 50. So the math works out in that case. That would be permissible. Does that, does that make it really? clear? Terry, you were no. thinking they could give 50 votes to one candidate. They can only give 10 votes to one Ma- candidate. Ma- no, what I'm saying is that they should be able to, to use 50 votes, not 70 votes. That's that what we're saying. We don't, we don't we'd we'd only get 50 votes. That's yeah, and that, 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 was, that was why I questioned it because I... No, took 50, it 50 votes. Yeah, yeah, that's why I just questioned it because you're seven times... It's not governed no. by the number of seven candidates. There are, it's governed by the number of positions to be filled. It's not governed by... And the, the reason the affiliate vote is different than the individual vote is that now an affiliate can divide their 10 votes among the three candidates that are running against each other if they wish. So right. this, the, because of that, they would be able to divide their votes among all seven of the candidates, but they can't vote more than their affiliate allotted votes for okay. one candidate. That, that, so yeah, that, they could vote 10 votes for five <laughs> candidates and no votes for two candidates if yeah, they right. wanted. Right, and that's what seemed logical to me. I just wanted yeah. to... Wanted yeah. to clarify that. And then the other question I have, John, is I have not seen the updated report. Unfortunately, I didn't realize it was available until about a half hour ago. And one right, of the I'll things that had bothered me about I don't know the that there's list. an updated. I don't, um, I don't know that there's no. an 
updated report. I think we've, we've just held, again, things are going to be mm. pulled. I think uh, 2303 is going to be denominated 2301 and 2304 is going to be denominated 2302. And that's going to be it. And they're both bylaw mm. amendments. Uh, that's the way I think there's going to, that I can guarantee, pretty much guarantee you that's the way it's going to shake out. Okay. So the, yeah. Okay. Now my, my question was you and I had had a conversation in the past about right. the business of the fewest sure. votes. Yeah. And I looked at it after we had that conversation and I still don't see the objection, but it's kind of moot for this year. But okay. I'm, I'm amenable discussing. I looked at that situation after you, you know, back channeled me on that and I still don't see it. So we can we'll talk have about to, it. We'll have to go over the examples again. Yeah, we will. We'll have to have it in front of us. In, in, yeah, you know. because it, uh, but it there's really no time or need for we, that. Right we, yeah. Now and we've, and we've seen, we've seen that problem come up in the past. Right. Okay. So, uh, no, that's, I just wanted to, I, I, that's what it was. I didn't know what had happened with that. After that, I thank you very much. I have someone who comes from a state where we use plurality voting for dog catcher, um, for everything mm -hmm. imaginable. Mm -hmm. And I, at this point in time, and I think that it's a far, far more reasonable, far more democratic and reasonable way to, to handle an election is by plurality vote. I don't want to say too much, but that's I don't just my know, view on it. So I don't I know will, if we have the luxury of insisting on everything being a full, a flat out majority with runoffs. I think, I don't yeah. know if we had that luxury, yeah. Yeah. but that's a discussion yeah. we'll have to continue into next year, into this fall and winter. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for Thanks, listening. Terry. Good to hear from you as always. Regina Maria is next. At least she has her hand up. Regina? Yes, I'm here. Okay, there you go. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to say something not in regard to the whole, um, anyone, in, but just in the process we're forming things. As we encourage more people to be involved and as we encourage more um, participation, I think when we structure things, we can't structure it as in this is the way it's been in the past. I think we do have to think of possible and even, you know, probably along the way, tweak things as be, since this is, and it's not, um, it's not something we can compare, you know, to we're doing our best to do that. But I think to say, you know, we haven't had this many people run in the past for officers then the next year we could have a very contentious officer uh, group, right? It, there's no way to say that that won't happen. And so I think we have to, I'm just using that as an example. We have to be prepared for any. Absolutely. And the reason we haven't put officers really into this is because as John pointed out, the yeah. officers are all different. So I, for example, don't want to vote for, uh, treasurer based on the people who want to run for secretary. So I think you're right. If we began to have large numbers of, maybe that is part of what we'd have to say. If we have a more than two candidates for any office, maybe that for that office, you would do the plurality voting. So I think mm -hmm. Regina's right, but you wouldn't do the whole set of officers at one time that way, because no. you don't want the most votes to get, 
well, which office gets the most votes, you know? So, so, um, but you're probably right that if we, um, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but if we, if we really did have a large number of people run for something in the offices, uh, we would want to establish plurality voting specific to that office, but not across the offices like you could the board. So, yes. Yeah. You wouldn't want to say, you know, uh, okay, mm-hmm. this person, I, I just agree with that yeah. part. You can't say, yeah, president. <sighs> Agreed. 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 Might, Agreed. Yeah, because you might have somebody that, that comes in. Um, if you did that, um, you could have a, a person that really wants to be treasurer or wants to be vice president end up being treasurer and maybe they're not any good at math. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that could yeah. be a problem. Ray doesn't want to be president yet, so he wouldn't even run just in case. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Officers, right. officers have specific yeah. duties. But you could do the plurality within the office. I think that is part of what Regina yes, is that, saying. Or is what that, some organizations that do is done. you can only... Oh. What, what some organizations do is you can only run for one office and you could actually have, you could do it on one ballot and you have all mm-hmm. the nominations for mm-hmm. each office and do it that way. So again, that's the way guide ballot. dogs, that's the way guide that's dog right. users does it. Yes. They that's have true. all the offices on one ballot and all the directors and all the constitution of bylaws, as a matter of fact, all on one ba- ballot and they vote one big ballot, one big time. Okay. Uh, to keep the party going, are there any more hands that are raised? Uh, Carla Rushville has her hand up. She's showing more up from next. Carla. Okay. Well, I forgot what I was going to say because that was some time ago. <laughs> That's amazing. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. If you think about it, re-raise your hand in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. No, it happens. Trust me. It's happening to me more. I'm, I'm <laughs> All right. for a <laughs> cognition test just to be sure. <laughs> No, seriously, I am. I, I did right. my Medicare wellness checkup, and the guy looked at me like I had two heads, but he said, well, if you're really having concerns about it, we'll have you tested. <laughs> All right, Matt Selm, go ahead, sir. Are you there? Y- yes, thank you. Uh, so, man, we got a lot of technical here today. All right, so um, I guess where I really get stuck with plurality voting is um, just the ability of the voting populace to filter their way and sift through, you know, with seven people will sit through, I guess, 14 speeches for two for each of the seven people. And then, you know, turn that around and, and vote. And I think it's, it would be really incumbent upon the voter to really become, you know, really self-educate themselves uh, to really get an understanding of who they're voting for and, you know, uh, just getting to know those people and being able to, pick their five people and feel comfortable with people that they picked. Um, however, is, you know, as does happen on multi-person ballots, 
you know, you sometimes the people aren't as educated as maybe they should be, you get into situations where they will pick the first five people or, you know, they'll just pick based on rank order on the ballot and mm-hmm. not necessarily on the mm-hmm. person that is, you know, not necessarily based on the person, but just based on their position on the ballot, which inherently favors folks who have earlier names in the alphabet if it's ordered alphabetically. So I just want to comment on that and just some Of course they can do that with just two on the ballot too, can't they? I mean, you know, probably. They could, but it's more likely that they'll do it with more people because it's more names to sift through and more information to sift through. One way that... Oh, good. Can I go ahead? Yeah. I was just going to say that one thing that the um, that GDY does with their um, plurality voting that actually I think has worked pretty well for them is that rather than having you know Carla expressed a, a pretty good concern about oh you know if you, if we're going to have seven candidates here and they've got to have fourteen speeches um, there's nothing that says that has to be that way. Um, and one of the things that Guide Dogs does with theirs is they actually have uh, two candidate forums, Absolutely. and they have all those candidates um, are expected to, um, pretty required to turn in both a written, a piece, like we ask candidates to do here at ACB, and and turn in a, and then actually participate um, in, in the candidates forum. So they don't actually use other people's speeches. You're not going to ask anyone to speak for you who doesn't like you anyway. Um, uh, that would be risky. But, um, but, but basically to actually hear the seven candidates, you know, whatever that number of candidates is, and they do all their officers at once and all the whole thing all at once. But you you wouldn't have to certainly do it that way. But you could make the candidates forum a stronger piece uh, in this as one of the ways of of really communicating, particularly for lesser known candidates. I think that's really important. And one of the would, things that I've always encouraged our candidates here to do, and we don't get too many people to take us up on it, but rather than just running from the floor and hoping you get elected, there is nothing that prevents someone who wants to be a candidate from participating in the process of our candidates forum, even if a position for them has not been identified yet. It's always been possible, um, at least in the last number of years, for that to happen. And so um, I think, you know, I think that if we did something like this to kind of rectify some of that concern, we would need to strengthen that process ahead so that candidates had a real opportunity to have their name out there and to speak their piece or even have someone speak for them in in that candidate forum um, place rather than necessarily on the floor as as much so there might be some different ways to design that part of the process maria well, I, I just want to jump in here a second, sure. and I totally agree with you, Deb. I, I'm not going to say that you know the second right. speeches and all that aren't important. I know better than to so come out and not even say disparage them, but uh, you know look askance. But I really think that 
I wonder how much those speeches move the needle. And I think it's incumbent on someone who's, seri who's a serious candidate to, it's almost mandatorily incumbent upon them to show up at candidate forums in as many forums as possible, put out good, uh, well-written, uh, hard-hitting uh, uh, candidacy statements. You know, you the BOP, the, that 300 word, you know, you're always asked those questions. I, I think the importance of those documents and those appearances needs to be augmented uh, as opposed to someone speaking extemporaneously on the fly. I mean, you can get your candidacy boosted by somebody who's rhetorically good and says nice things about you, but, um, but I would really want to place more emphasis on strongly worded uh, candidate statements and candidate appearances that, that really show you what strengths they bring and why you should elect them. Somebody else wanted to speak, I think it was Maria, Maria. H. Let's do Maria and then the hand, because she's on the committee, Maria H is on the committee. Yeah, also with GDUI, we have a deadline for submitting applications to run for board positions. And that application, involves like a cover letter and then an application form where you have to answer all the questions that I think are pretty thorough and then your resume. Um, and this in turn, you know, after that deadline is sent out to every eligible voter. So you, you can go through and read from the candidates what they think their qualifications are and what they can uh, add to the functioning of the board. Um, so I think that's great. And then the candidates form and uh, we have two. And again, you know, I think if someone's running from the floor, and particularly a, a new person, as Carla's suggesting, I think that's kind of unreasonable to, to think um, that this is not fair to them. If they want to be known or let people know about them, they need to get themselves out there ahead of time. And... Um, so, and and that I think improves the quality of information for people who are voting. Like I definitely read through everybody's applications and their qualifications and think to myself, you know, what quality, what skills are they bringing to the board? Um, so I, I don't see that. And then when we were talking about plurality, that uh, GDUI has uh, voter. It's the candidates say um, they become... if if there are uh, say the director seats. That's where say if you've got two positions open and three or four people are running for the the two with the most votes get the two seats. And if there's a partial term, then the next person down as far as number of votes gets that seat. And I think it's very fair. Okay, do we have any hands raised? Yeah, Carlos, back. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I, um, I guess I can say that I sort of resent um, the um, 
the painting of people who run from the floor as somehow not quite as good. Maybe that's not what you mean, but that nope. is to me. Well, let me finish okay. as, as how it comes across. The first time I ran for the board in 1980, and I lost big time to MJ Schmidt. It was a lesson and I needed it. Um, but I went to 20, I think it was 28. Back then we had all these caucuses and I went to 28 caucuses and, you know, and of course then ran from the floor, um, lost big time because I didn't realize that I had set myself up for, up for a general stomping, but it was a good lesson. And MJ could deal them out, buddy, in the, in, in the political game. Um, but over the years, um, I chose to run several different ways. And, um, you know, there were many different ways where you could begin. You could begin by filling out the questions for the candidates' pages. Um, you could begin by going to the candidates' forum. Uh, and there were several times that I walked into a candidate's forum and that's where I began. Um, I also sometimes began from the floor. That was determined by how the political arena looked to me at the time. And it, it you know, it, it just depended on what I was running for. And I mean, there's I have multiple stories and you know, I don't want to hear them and you don't need to. But I, I would caution you to not think that everybody must do the candidates pages. Everybody must do the candidates forum. I would challenge you. Well, in fact, how many people we can find out on June 14? How many people come to that candidates forum? And I, I would. I would stake my house that you will not have anywhere near the number of participants in that forum that you will have voting at this convention. And, and I don't think you can show me a candidate's forum going back as far as it exists um, to, to have anywhere close to the number of votes that are cast and just just taking the individual votes you will not be able to show me one that even has 50 percent i do not believe i would challenge you to do that okay any uh, additional questions yes matt go ahead <clears throat> mr sound yeah yeah, I guess my my point, just to circle the discussion that I'm, I, you know, I appreciate everyone's feedback. Um, you know, I just don't think that there's not going to be any time that you're going to have a larger audience than on the floor. It's, you know, despite our best efforts, it's going to be the time that the most voters are engaged with the process. So. And uh, just by virtue of where it's being conducted. I mean, I would, I mean, the second speeches are just important for the fact that they reach such a larger audience compared to the candidates forums um, and the pages and such. So, although people should go to those, I mean, you know, but again, you can 
lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yep. So thanks, John. Yep. Um, I think too, um, just one thing that uh, I'd like to throw in here. Uh, we talk about people running from the floor. Um, I've, you know, I can remember in 2017, we had a candidate um, <laughs> who, a person who ran, there was a possibility that the position might not even have opened, but he ran. Um, he, he, he answered all the candidate questions. He did not do a formal candidate page, but he answered the questions on the leadership list. He participated in the forums as much as uh, possible. And, but the only way he could run was from the floor if a board position popped open. So, and it did. And so I think, I think that, I think that that just goes to Carla's point that just because you happen to get nominated from the floor for a position, you doesn't mean you're any less committed than, than anyone else. And so uh, definitely, definitely think that, um, we need to always remember that. Okay. Any more hands? Not right now. No. Okay. Like I said, well, don't go. Okay. Uh, John, this is Janelle from the committee. And oh, Janelle. Yes. I, I just <laughs> wanted to say, I think a great idea has come from this, that the, the officers and that's more of a decision for next year, but right. why not make people declare for one, for one office maybe they might want to run for first vice and second if they didn't get first but i i think that is one way those elections could be consolidated next time and as to the other perhaps we do lose a bit of democracy of our democracy by electing someone who maybe only gets 40 percent of the vote i think it's up to the membership how they want to use their time because things like we talked about last time that um Hearing those affiliate vote counts on the floor instead of doing those separately, that takes time. It takes more time to run more board elections. That it it to, to me, it's it's constitution and bylaws committee puts up proposals that come from the board or members or who or the committee or the task force for voting, but it it should ultimately be up to the members and and uh, just, yeah, it always is. just we, glad we, we have choices. So, it always is. So, you, you know, we, wow. we took a first cut. Uh, I think uh, we were found wanting in, in certain ways. We'll take it back. We'll look at it all next year with a lot more <laughs> input. Um, that, uh, there's definite agreement. There, there is no pushback uh, on that. Uh, this is uh, challenging to say the least, but uh, it's, that's weird. You know, when, when right. you have change when you have a totally new setting and, and the hybrid is a totally it's a new world okay it definitely is and it does allow for universal enfranchisement i think that adds a new dynamic and it has ramifications for the way we do business both in terms of time and both and both in terms of philosophy what are the ramifications of universal enfranchisement well you might let them they may all have the right to vote but they sure all are not voting that's on them carla well, but it's them. also but it's also a fact that you have to consider. I mean, you're basing things on what we wish would happen. Mm-hmm. Or we're Not trying to on leverage. What is happening. You know. Well, yeah, I, I think 
I'm not sure where this is going. I mean, people, and I want to really get into this because we need better data. And this came up in the context of the discussion of uh, 2301. Okay. And I'm on board with getting more data, but, but I think if we're going to talk about decisions that are going to be data driven about what, what is the denominator now? Uh, you know, who, how many people are, how many individuals are participating? I think that that has increased markedly. I can't tell you by how much. Come on, John. No. Uh, Terry has her hand up, John. Yeah, okay. Look at the numbers. Yeah, we will. Very quickly, just something that hasn't been uh, that hasn't been mentioned is with the committee taking this back, and I'm not saying it's necessarily good or bad, but people should be aware that with the committee taking this back and bringing it forward again, perhaps next year, then it's not really going to take effect until 2026. That mm -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. That is true, but so I'd rather I'm get just, it right I than try to ram it through, get it, and 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 it fails, and then it's, it's bad. I don't think it's it's not necessarily an issue of ramming it through. It's it's I think it's an, an issue for people to look at both sides. Is it ramming it through, or is it putting it off? Um, you know, it's it's something that I think each person needs to make up their own minds on. And exactly. I hope each person of the in the, on the committee does that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. An informed decision is important. Oh, very yeah, it is no indeed. One, no one wants anything <laughs> other than that, you know. I mean, this these discussions have raised things that the committee, neither the committee nor I may may have fully costed out. Either we didn't give it enough time, or or it just is something that something of this nature may take years. I don't know how much more time we have, <laughs> or I have. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, th these are weighty changes, but. Um, the only thing I will say, and I hope I'm not misinterpreted here, although I'll be a little rather like failure as characterized by Gene Krantz, uh, doing nothing in, in the intermediate term or long term is not an option. Mm -hmm. Something there are going to have to be some changes in, in order to make this work and bring in a convention in a reasonable time frame. Now, what those changes are going to look like. This is this has very much been a discussion all about that, but uh, you know the hybrid world. We're we're not living in 1965, 1975, 1990 anymore. We're not. It's a different playing field, and I think what's imperative is that we remain true to our democratic values. I don't. I I don't think anybody on the committee. I'll speak for myself, and I speak for the committee members. No one wants to see a diminution of, of democratic rights. Um, but time is not an infinitely elastic commodity. And neither is one's attention span. And those, those, are, those factors are going to have to be taken into consideration as we grope, strive, uh, grapple with uh, different procedures. Or at least we consider the different procedures. They, they'll either come into force or they won't, depending on how the quality of the amendments that come forward and whether or not they pass. Are there any further questions? We have no more hands. Wow. Okay. Well, 
I believe everybody's talked themselves out. Yeah, yeah, we did pretty good. And and I'm encouraged, I guess. We didn't talk very much about bylaw 6D, so I'm going to assume that was non-controversial. I, I applaud everything that's been said here tonight. I think Deb was sort of of the opinion, why even discuss 05 if it isn't coming forward? But I think this was a good... This this gives us a place to start in September, and I think we're going to have open meetings once a month at least. Um, I do. I mean, it'll be up to it'll be it'll, several things have to happen. First of all, we have to have an elected president, and that'll happen in a month. And then we have to have a Constitution and Bylaws Committee appointment of chair and others. And I'm no, not presuming anything there. And once that happens, then it will be time for some. Uh, uh, discussions about a better process for 2023-24. And I look forward to that. And, and John, just yes. so you know, um, I think our top number of connections here has been 31. Really? So people are, thank you for that information. I did not have it. I think uh, people are, people are engaged. That That's a good level mm -hmm. of the of engagement for something that is somewhat arcane and tedious and require, I'm glad my committee has a lot of lawyers on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I definitely that could be a problem. <laughs> uh, drafting but, these things but I, has been, but, but I do think that 31 out of several thousand is a, that's a low percentage too. So we might want to think about that. Yeah, I have some ideas. I, I don't want to talk about them until things are more, in other words, people are elected and appointed, okay? Uh, and, and then I might be more candid about thoughts that I have. Well, there's no, no, you know, no point in putting, no harm in putting it out here. Maybe we need um, biweekly or at least monthly a governance call. Maybe we need like a governance call once a month where people just get on and bat around ideas and, and, and grapple, help the kind of bylaws committee grapple with these things. It's, I'm, I'm sort of thinking out loud here, but a, maybe a community call that deals with organizational governance might be, uh, might be appropriate. I think what we may have to actually do is go out to, to people. So I think the way the, the uh, voting task force has worked is they've actually gone out and met with individual affiliates to explain the voting changes and the other kinds of well, things. And I think that would be a more practical, because otherwise I think the same people who come to this call now, who are very <laughs> faithful and very engaged, and I appreciate oh, yeah. all of you, um, will be the same people who come to that. So I think we have to actually go out where the members are um, rather than expecting them to come in here. And that's a strategy we'll have to figure out because we don't yeah, have that I, down yet. But we, well, like that's I what say, we will need to do. Um, I mean, I think I think we're basically saying the same thing. We need uh, we need a better game plan than than, yep. yeah. than what happened this year. And we are nothing if not flexible, and we are nothing if not uh, educable. Um, I certainly don't want to appear as intransigent. Uh, have, have some thoughts and kick yeah. around some ideas about how to. Uh, and I'm with everyone who has talked about needing to increase the informed vote. It's not just about getting people out to the polls. It's about increasing the vote and increasing the informed vote. And I think one of the challenges, of course, is that many people join the organization 
without really even being aware they're part of the organization. So they're they're oh, yeah. in a local chapter or whatever, and they are getting support from that piece of the organization, and they know that they belong to so-and-so's group, <laughs> but they have no idea. It's not anyone's fault necessarily. They have no idea, though, uh, or interest necessarily in, in things at either a state or a national level, because I bet we've all got these in our states. And so... Yeah you know, how we, how we figure out where to find uh, people who could become engaged and who could decide that this matters is, is I think, a challenge for all of us. And uh, something, something also really worth talking about is how do we actually help members engage in the governance of the organization so that it's not just the same 30 or 40 here or three or 400, you know, at the convention or what what have you so i think that's a really valid interest and concern that i've been hearing expressed and and off of that comes another thing too <clears throat> you really make good points there because um it's the same problem as the people who um you know, you'll have a certain group of people sitting in that room who are um, interested or listening to what's going on, but you'll have a bunch of, there's a bunch of others who don't come to convention to go to those general right. sessions and right. nothing you do is going to get them in that room. That's true. You know, they don't want to be in that room. That's not why they go. That's not Maybe we could get non-24 to bring their ice cream in there. Maybe that. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you're, you're absolutely there. right. I mean, people come to convention for, we support Many the notion that, that people come for lots and lots of reasons. Yeah. Those reasons are all valid. But how do we get them to at least cross-pollinate enough to to right. give us a few minutes. And that is and that is the $50 million question. And if you think you know how to do that, I, I really want to hear from you because- Oh uh, gosh. Yeah, because, I, yeah. And, 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 and I realize that it may be a combination of things or a lot of things, but I believe that a lot of it is working our way down at least into the affiliate level um, to, you know, to, um, figure that out and then also really kind of putting this in terms that that the average person who hasn't been engaged can can sort of figure out and understand so i'm still working on my my own mental blocks around how do we if we do want to carry forward the the plurality voting thing how do we explain that in a way that people can understand <laughs> so yeah I, I, i'm really on board there Maria H. Yeah. Okay. Um, just as far as vote now goes, that component and people's individual vote, I think what is really impressive is that the individual can now vote independently. Oh. Um, it's universally accessible and it's private. For how many years? When I would vote in municipal elections, the old lever voting machines here in Manhattan, where I would have to have two poll workers come in the booth with me, one supposed oh, yes. Democrat <laughs> and one Republican, and who knows what was going on. But it was not private. And I think that this has been such a development. I, I mean, it's really empowering 
Um, so I, I just have to commend uh, what Vote Now provides for us. Um, you have artist Bezin with her hand raised. When oh, you're okay. Well, the party's keeping continuing on. That's good. That's fine. You know, I'll stay as long as people want to stay. Artists. Um, yes, I just wanted to mention that. I think sometimes, too, people do read the lists when they come out in email. And if there's none of them that are really of interest, you know, then they just don't show up, too. So I don't know that it necessarily means that people aren't interested. It's just that they, okay, that sounds fine for me, you know. Sure. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of factors, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah totally. Yeah. We all And we all have different perspectives. I mean, I have one or two friends and they're on a bachelor. Like I go for the tours. I just go to hang out. And mm -hmm. I sort of like shake my head because we're here to conduct business. I mean, I've gone mm -hmm. to conventions and there are things I would have loved to have done, but I was either running that year mm -hmm. or doing whatever I was doing. And I rarely do tours. I don't knock mm -hmm. tours. I'm, I'm not going to. No, tell. but it's no, a real eye opener, okay? John, to work in registration because one year I'd helped with the online registration with Jan for Janet. And it was amazing the number of people who I signed up who absolutely what the, this is their vacation yeah it's their vacation. they come like, for yeah, tours it's, it's and they really do you know yeah it's their vacation and <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get it and I tours mean, and I, exhibits get people there or they come for their special interest affiliate and when their That's special right. interest affiliate finishes well, we saw a lot of that they go home um, first you know. convention i went to was in in philadelphia in 84 mm -hmm. and uh and that's when we had the the special interest up front, mm -hmm. and then the last couple of days were then, and and it's like, yep. you know, like Wednesday morning or Tuesday, it's like, you know, all the special yeah. interest people that that's all right. they wanted. That right. so, I, I was in that boat, but only because I had limited vacation time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I could only so, attend for uh, what was abla at the time, and right. I really and it'd get finished on Tuesday, and they'd all leave. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you look at our hotel nights, where mm -hmm. the bulk of our nights are, will be between uh, Saturday and Wednesday, and then yeah, but that's because you have the exhibitors in there too. Yes, exactly. Now. I yeah, but what I'm saying is that that those those particular days will be our highest days give or take a day and um so so then thursday when when a most but but that's one of the reasons we're trying i mean there are many reasons but it's one of the reasons we're we're working with the constitution and bylaws materials beforehand because if you're going to leave we want to see if we can catch more of you, yeah, there you um, go. so we'll see i mean there's just a lot of things to think about working it's a work in progress I my mean, head it, hurts yeah oh yeah yours <laughs> hurts mine mine i think there was something i was going to say and i think i forgot it but oh yeah i can't count the amount of times i'd schmooze somebody up you know when i was running either for a directorship or second vice president and you know schmooze them and we'd talk and i've had 10 minutes 12 minutes they pat me on the back and say i wish you the best of luck i'm going home wednesday night you know yeah well now yeah. they can vote from home so we're yeah. trying well, to get them they, to do then that then they couldn't and i, just I spent know a lot of time right. trying to trying to get right. their vote right. and and it was never even on the table because they're, yeah. they're just not that invested yeah. you know, you know. john had a unique way of voting of of running <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you did yeah. uh because 
2011. Yeah, I knew you were going to raise that. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to say about how you ran? No. I thought no, your but... most powerful way to run was um, uh, was performing on the showcase. <laughs> I you oh, were... you know, no and that kidding. Was not, and that was not part of my strategy. That was not. Oh, uh, no, it but it's name recognition. Oh, it it's was a visibility. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in that showroom and you're playing that guitar and I'm going, oh, shit. <laughs> He's really good. You know, the funny thing, the day after that, the, the, the morning after that, there was a Californian. I don't know her name. Emily doesn't know her name. She had a rose in her hair and everything. Uh -huh. and, and Emily was with me that time. This was 2011, as you say. And she said, did you catch that? Did you catch that guy last night with the uh -huh. infomercial? Did you hear? I have uh -huh. just, this, now she's saying it to Emily, okay? Uh -huh. I have uh -huh. just met my next husband. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, she said that. And she said, well, uh -huh. well, you know, we're sort of an item. I'm his partner. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's busy so, right now. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yeah. He, he's, so he what you guys are telling me is that I have to sing on, I have to do something on the showcase. Hey, you, you had a so degree in organ performance, right? <laughs> 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 he, was, he was unique, but he didn't win that election. So oh, you know, maybe, so maybe I don't shot. have to do the showcase. It, it ah. was a long shot. I ran to get recognition because I knew I was going to have to go up against Powell in 2012. Uh, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah. I knew you had the inside track on that. And I said, look, I'm not likely to win. So keep yeah. things uh -huh. calm, keep things easy, does it? Lose mm -hmm. graciously and then come back in 2012. And uh, that was a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the vote, the standing vote was 170 to 152. So if nine people had gone the other way, Doug and I would have tied at 161. Where I won in 2012 against Doug was, and Doug and I are fine. You know, we're, we're friends and all that, but I didn't trounce him i had a, a much better lead in the affiliate votes mm -hmm. but for that that would have been a cliffhanger that happens to almost everybody i i had but, to run but they tell us affiliate it. votes don't matter <laughs> that's a discussion i'm not gonna have tonight carla oh okay <laughs> just saying <laughs> so john right. yeah so i've 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 thought i want to put it there so and i've heard people say this one thing that can maybe help with voting is people, people who are running or who are rerunning, people are saying that they don't feel like they are engaged enough or that the people who are, uh, like they put it, running things are, how can I put it, accessible enough. Mm -hmm. People want you to be accessible to them. They want you to get to know them so they know who they're voting for. So they feel like they have uh, a little bit of knowing. They want to know you a little bit. They yeah. want to know who they're voting for. They don't want to just vote for a name they might know. They want to know. They yeah. I, think that's, I think that's a two-way yeah. street, you know, right. so yeah. come yeah. to yeah, candidates form. Yeah. Oh, I agree, but I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, you know, it used to be that, um, and I think people were talking about this earlier, um, the fact that uh, it used to be at convention that many affiliates or groups of affiliates together had caucuses at the convention. And the candidates 
went around at god awful hours um to yes. they hated my affiliate we had a breakfast <laughs> uh so yeah. i had to come at seven um but but um they used to do that now i think because the conventions are hybrid um it it doesn't probably work to necessarily do this as much at the in-person convention um but you know there are a couple of affiliates in addition to the official forum that are going to have um a candidate forum and so if there's an affiliate that does want to have the candidates uh, come and visit with them or talk they they ought to ask them you know i mean we can help you put you get in touch with them and the other part of that is invite candidates you know to to come to to even an informal you know uh visiting time or whatever um i know how i have gotten to know more people in affiliates is by going to affiliate conventions i usually come to stream them but i i'm there so my point is that uh, i feel i hope that affiliates feel many they i haven't been to all of them but I hope that many feel that they've had an opportunity to get to know me through that at least a little bit. And so, it, you know, there are other things other candidates can offer that way too. So I think part of it is having the affiliate help candidates um, to to make that connection with your members. And, that, and yeah. I know that's really appreciated. They, they also want you to come do things with them. They want you to be out there doing the things they do with well they, we have to know what those things are so we don't always and know it, so. yeah, and, yeah, be I, and be invited and be invited yeah, invite the yeah. candidates yeah. Invite. so absolutely I, 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 I understand i'm just putting it yeah. out there i'm just yeah but i'm and i am just putting it back which is that if you that's if right. that's i believe you i totally believe that's true so since i do believe that's true to get that done um, that would be the thing that, that you could, you know, any of you could have your affiliates do, or any of you listening on the radio or whatever can, can have your affiliates do is, is, um, you know, I have valued when, uh, um, uh, affiliates have had me to their convention to do something. Sometimes it's been to give the national talk, but sometimes it's just to do something completely else. I'm happy to do that. And I know the other candidates, whether they're current candidates or kind of wannabe candidates, I know they're all, you know, that makes sense that we would want to do that. But with, with 66 or whatever it is, number of affiliates we have these days, um, it is really hard to know what you're all doing all the time. So just yeah. ask us. And and if anybody needs help figuring out who to ask or, uh, you know, I, I'm more than happy. I know Ray's more than happy. Others to help you figure out who your options might be. Like, I think well, that um, I think that idea of having the board members be liaisons to different affiliates. Yes. Was is a great idea. That's right. I think ten, that's a ten great years start. Now started in 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. a really great, that's a great idea. And we haven't done, some of our board members do a fantastic job of that. Yeah, and, and some, and, some, so and yes. some a little, but some of that's a little our fault for not providing enough direction and accountability. So yeah. rather than kind of pointing blame anywhere, I'm going to say that a little direction and accountability will make a bunch of difference. Um, yeah. And we're going to do that. But I totally agree that the board liaison helps you get to know one person at least a little bit. Better. Yes. Yes. Well, and one and two people say, well, I don't have any opportunity to get to know them. I, 
I don't know what it's like now. Maybe it's because I rotated off in 2017. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I was on that board for um, on and off, not not continuously, but for 22 Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. that my phone rang Mm -hmm. often, many, many times, days in a row at Mm -hmm. 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. And sometimes there wasn't much of a break at all around Mm -hmm. the clock. And that wasn't just around convention. That was throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, they, people, people now, you know, they'll email, I mean, the inboxes are full. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now it may be different now. I don't know that. No, I don't. It's, it's, it's pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah. I'll bet it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's why it's such a full time. That's why when Chris Gray yeah. was president, when Mitch Pomerantz was president, they had to retire right, in order right. to do that to job. To do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, so I would just say that, yeah, I'm sure that there are affiliates who could use more exposure to uh, board members or officers or just other leaders. And, and right. what I would offer to any of you is if you need help making those connections because you're not quite sure if somebody's approachable or who would be the best person for me to have come and do this or that, ask whomever you have connection with and and they will help you figure out who those possibilities are. Because I think we all agree that that's a very important connection and everybody is willing to have it and make it. But sometimes both we and the affiliates need a little help to get it done. So reach out. But if a person is in that position, puts themselves, because that's who chooses to run in the beginning is the person. Mm-hmm. And if they put themselves in that position, mm-hmm. they have a couple of things that they're kind of buying into. Mm-hmm. And one is to figure out, because nobody can know all the issues and nobody can know, you know, 100% all mm-hmm. of the topics and things, but they're, you know, they're kind of obligated to figure that out, to do mm-hmm. that homework. But then they're also obligating themselves to be available. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and if there is there, there should be no one on that board that's not available, but, mm-hmm. but they can't reach out to every single person. And right. really to you, sometimes you can call an affiliate and it's like, well, what are you calling me for? Right. And so, you right. know, and yeah. that can happen pretty often. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Are we about wrapped up, John? I think so. It is 7.30. And, you know. Um, hey, you've got at least two hands. Do you want to take them or no? I'll take two and then we're shutting the door. It's like. All right. Those two, the, 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 the second person, there's a, a tag on their license plate saying no more gas. <laughs> my, my, uh, my there's no more gas. Okay. Mm-hmm. The person who pulls in behind car number two, they ain't, they ain't getting served. I think. Oh. <laughs> All right. Mike, go ahead. Mike Martin. Oh, uh, <laughs> I had actually lowered my hand because uh, what I was going to say was kind of outdated, but I will say just very quickly, uh, Way back in the conversation, there was some talk about uh, not doing things the way that they used to be. And I certainly agree that the organization needs to keep moving and changing to uh, work with the new virtual environment. I think that's the reason this uh, discussion was very good. But I do want to say that during the times that I was sitting on the floor uh, during the very last minutes of the convention, 
it used to be that there would always be somebody would get up and say, how dare you bring up a controversial issue when everybody's left and almost nobody's here. <laughs> that never particularly worried me. As resolutions <laughs> chair, I tried to not bring the most controversial right. resolutions up last. But you know what? You, you can't never know. know what's going to be. Always help it. Tell no, me about you it. never what's know. What's going to be controversial no. and what's not. <laughs> My feeling was the people who knew the most about the issues and knew the importance mm -hmm. and that were really going to drive what the organization ought to mm -hmm. do were the ones that were hanging on. Yeah, that's that right. There. I think that's true often. Yes. Yep. And if that was just 10% of the mm -hmm. convention attendees or 5%, mm -hmm. it was still the 5 or 10% that needed to be there. Right. And that was my only comment. Thank you. So this and year for resolutions. That's right. So this year for resolutions, we will be telling you which night we will be discussing which resolutions. Yes. Yes. And we hope you'll come to all of them, but we know you won't. Well, this group here <laughs> might. But we know that basically you won't. So like a mad headache. We won't. That's right. That's right. They'll be there. But my whole point is that if you aren't coming to all of them, if you will come to what you understand and what matters to you, that will help. So so we are going to tell you which ones are which nights. And even if that means that they go quickly and we're done. We're not going to pop into the next night's items because that's not the commitment we've made. So we're going to try that and see if that helps. Very good. And we Very got good. one more. <laughs> yep. Right. Go ahead, Amanda. You're it. Okay. I'll try to make mine as brief as possible so I don't violate John's rules over there about gas <laughs> license plates. Um, so, right. <laughs> so you all got me thinking. Um, I, I haven't. I didn't get a chance to go to the candidates forums when they were in person at the convention. They were always on Wednesday nights, I believe at the convention. I would listen to them on ACB media. Um, the years I didn't go to convention. Um, so I have a question. Um, how well attended were the candidates forums when they were in person? Not very well. The Terrible. Not very Not well. Very oh, well. No. We get a much better turnout um, oh, yeah. in the virtual okay. in the virtual forum. Sometimes okay. there would awesome. only be ten in that room. I mean, it yes, was, oh, yes, yeah. it was terrible. No, Seriously, much better. Usually, they were counter scheduled against. Baseball the movie, the movie, uh, yeah, no, no, oh, it's and, been well, much well, better. But they were, they were bad. It didn't matter. Yeah, no, there were years. Yeah, there were years when it was very well attended. I remember one year when we had to move it because we couldn't fit more than uh huh hundred um, yeah. or something people. Yeah, in really, the, it was at Where least a hundred people. Oh, it's going back away. I, I want yeah, to. I, I, I don't think I was involved at the national level. I almost. I, I remember say, um, attending one in 1988 where I was a candidate, and there were absolutely bringing in more chairs because yeah. uh, the room was pretty yeah. large, but it was well attended back oh, then. Wow. It just varied yeah. uh, from year yeah. to year. Early yeah. on, they did okay. Early on, yeah. they did. They did. But they haven't good. done okay for the quite a while. We, I didn't no, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, this okay. year again, there's the going to be piece. a joint candidates forum uh, for GDI, BPI, and um, 
Is it multicultural, Maria Christie? Right. There is the regular ACB candidates forum with the Board of Publications, and then you guys are having basically an affiliate candidate forum. We've had that uh, for a few years now, a couple of affiliates. So that'll be on Sunday, the 25th. And the nice thing about that is that's a completely different time and catches the weekend. So we're hoping that between the two that, that we will. But we definitely have had... It's not it, it's not the turnout we'd like to have yeah. given the vote. I think that was yeah. a point someone okay, made yeah. earlier mm-hmm. and I and I buy that totally. Mm-hmm. But compared to the last number of years in person, it is significantly yeah. better. So yeah. oh, that's yeah. good. Do we have a and I, and I think the, the other thing um, that's very important uh, about the uh, like doing that one and was there, I think it's unfortunate about the BOP candidates forum as people were saying earlier about paying attention, the BOP one is almost three weeks in, in advance of the convention voting. And not this year because the convention starts on the 19th. Yeah, convention starts on the 19th. Well, voting happens when it does. But yeah, yeah. The voting doesn't start until July, what, 2nd, something like that. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, so both it's, candidate it's, it's forums. A, it's a will long be... haul between, yeah. between what people say on well, the 14th. Yeah. And what people are listening well, to is second people, speeches. People will have to, yeah, people will Take have notes. to do a little okay. remembering. But, yep. Yeah. 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 Do we have a date the for the release of candidates? I think it's still Yes, they are already they up. Are up. Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. That is the same issue as discussing resolutions sure. on the um, 20th, 20 and 21st, and the Constitution amendments on what, the 22nd? 23rd. 23rd, 23rd, okay, 23rd. and then mm-hmm. coming up and not voting until a couple weeks later. I mean, people don't remember. So we are about. going to vote on resolutions on those nights, and the only voting that is delayed on resolutions is the record vote. Right. So, but that's, so we will but that's vote on mo- most resolutions will t- be taken care of. Most of them, I think, yes. will not be very controversial. We hope. Um, yeah. Well, I think they probably won't, based on the discussion yeah. that occurred yeah. at yeah. them. I think right. they will flow pretty well. So the last couple that are will be the last night, and yes, it will be a week before they are um, before they're voted. But um, I, we just don't have a way around that right now. Yeah, so. you, you can't help it. Yeah. But but it is but it is like two weeks. Yeah. In there, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, because so that is, so that is a real challenge for yeah, sure. You but, you know, that. I'm counting on our members being informed and smart if they've come to those events. And we are going to have them out a lot of places. So they will be out on ACB media. They will be sent out on their, for their appropriate days, batched according to their appropriate days and emailed all over the land. Uh, they will be, um, so there's a schedule for all that. And, and that'll happen. And we're trying not to have that all happen way too far ahead, you know, so that people will have enough time to read them, but not enough time to forget them. So it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's one thing that in looking back to when all this began and and then the way it the way it's it's a it's a work in progress today. Um but what was it? I don't know, 2012, 2013, maybe 2011, oh when everybody, we started talking about um, everybody voting. We want everybody to vote. And I'm not sure that there was anybody 
in 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 that room at those times when we were kind of people were batting that around who really had a whole lot of true had a clue as to all of these issues whether we like them or not i'm not sure that we really i think our view of that was well we'll have you know some little magical machine here that we can vote on and you'll have the people that can vote in person here and then the ones that are home they can vote and i don't think anybody really had an idea of how complicated this would all get and along true. came covid and forced us right. to 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 face some realities and uh-huh. and so here we are and you know we might not like some of us may not like the way it's going but um it certainly is it, it's different and I, and i think we've got to deal with it um and i think there's different ways to deal with it but we have to do it because i don't think we can go back Right. No, to, we absolutely to cannot. Not having some kind of universal voting for everybody, whether right. they take advantage of it or not. Right. Well, and so that, our job is like, to try to help them do it. Yeah. That made a point which was interesting to me. I think of all of these processes which have changed, probably one of the most drastic changes uh, that we're experiencing now is indeed the way that we're doing resolutions. I don't really have a problem with the fact that that change existed, but just to refresh some memories, uh, when I chaired the committee for the seven years I did, or when Mm -hmm. Paul Edwards chaired it for the seven years that he did, Mm -hmm. we were, I know, very careful, absolutely not to ever let a written draft of a resolution get out of the committee before it was passed by the organization. And that was because of a fear at that time that people would be circulating drafts saying, oh, look at this that ACB passed, isn't that? And, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. in fact, what we ended mm-hmm. up passing Sure, all. sure. And yes, that's still a concern with mm-hmm. what's being done now. But I do have to say that I have been persuaded that the increased amount of knowledge that the organization seems to take on at a wider level mm-hmm. about resolutions probably outstrips that concern that uh, Paul and I had at least, and probably some other early chairs as well for trying to keep resolutions so mm-hmm. very confidential until they mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, who it's would a have tough dreamed program? when we walked out of that room <clears throat> in, in Rochester after that last vote where we used cards <laughs> that that would be the last time we do it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Portion quarter of eight here, guys. All right, I got I got people telling me they want dinner at my house. So yeah. we are not a gas <laughs> all need over. We all need to. All right. all Thank you this. so much. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Bye. Pleasure. Thank you. Night, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone. It was a good meeting. Thank you. Janelle Edwards has left the meeting.